Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Sunday Recap, a weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast, where we talk about life and faith based off of our sermon this past Sunday. For recordings of our sermons, for more podcasts, to submit any questions or comments you might have, visit begrace.org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org. I'm Joey Clone, one of the assistant pastors here. I'm Chris Webster, assistant pastor of Loud Noises. I'm Dave McMurray. I'm the preaching pastor here. Well, welcome back to another episode, another edition. We know you have plenty of choices when you choose your podcast, and we thank you for choosing us. Uh, <laughs> but this this week we're in, I don't know where that came from. I liked it, It, it came, from, came from lack of sleep. Sounded very we're professional. Struggling. Thanks. I was going for the like, thanks for flying Delta Airlines. Mm. We know you have choices when you fly. Um, this week we're in Genesis chapter 48. Technically, the end of 47 through the end of 48. Yes. Um, I guess summary is Jacob is now in Egypt, reunited with Joseph, and he's dying. So 14 years later, um, Jacob's dying. He calls Joseph into him. Joseph drops all of his duties in, in the court of Pharaoh, comes to his father's bedside, uh, and brings his sons with him. First thing that happens is Jacob... Um, makes Joseph solemnly swear um, mm. that he will take him back to Egypt and bury him there instead of burying him, sorry, back to um, mm. the land, land of his father's, mm-hmm. the yep. promised land to Canaan, I guess. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, I think that's what we call um, it. So that Jacob makes Joseph promise that he'll take him back to Canaan, uh, to the land of his father's, bury him there, and that um, he won't bury him in Egypt. Joseph promises that. And then Jacob goes on to tell his story a little bit, um, remind Joseph, and maybe tell for the first time to Joseph's kids, and then um, gives them blessings. Mm. It's kind of our whole story in a in a mm-hmm. nutshell. Mm-hmm. I miss any big parts, big highlights. I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Gives okay. the blessings to the grandkids. He also adopts them. That's mm-hmm. like there's a weird order there, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It's mm-hmm. a very odd order, and mm-hmm. we have questions about it. Mm-hmm. But your main title this week was "Passing on Grace," which initially maybe made me think, like, I don't want that. I'm going to pass mm-hmm. on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, passing on grace. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's going to be some mm-hmm. no, I get play on saying. words here, but there yeah, wasn't. Giving up. You but meant. Then but then you meant bequeathing yes bequeath like passing bequeath- on a baton yeah bequeathing what's awesome is oh that's also a way we talk about dying passing Pass, he mm-hmm. passed oh mm-hmm. he passed on mm-hmm. is that one of the things we say mm-hmm. i don't know personally yeah. i never talk about dying so <laughs> makes me uncomfortable you're a product of our culture Dave. Yes. <laughs> but you challenged people to do that this week yes so. Mm-hmm. um so you talked about grace defining grace as um I don't know. How did you define it exactly? I don't remember. Um, God's goodness that we don't deserve. Mm-hmm. I heard a... Uh, I defined it more clearly second service. I kind of forgot to define it, I think, in the first service. I remember you defining it in the first okay. service. Good. Good. At least that's my memory of it. But mm-hmm. Yeah, when you don't sleep that much at night, it's hard to <laughs> Everything remember, gets a little but, jumbled. But, and we haven't even had the baby yet, so not sleeping mm. at night is, is going to get even exponentially worse. So good luck Getting closer. to everyone around me coming in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But so you talked about grace. We, I think growing up had like a, I keep wanting to say across this, but that's not the right word, um, mm-hmm. a like acronym with grace. Mm. And it was God's, God's riches yeah. at Christ's expense. Yeah. Trying to help you remember the difference between grace and mm-hmm. mercy, I mm-hmm. guess was mm-hmm. the point of that. But, that's a good one. So. Yeah. Grace at the graveside was your first point. Grace mm-hmm. in your story was your second point, and grace in the blessing was your third point. Anything about um, your main title or your three points before we jump into talking about them in more detail? So, inside baseball, we try to to find a problem up front. When you're, I think, I think all public speaking does that a little bit. But you know, for sermon, like, what's the problem being addressed here? And wait, I thought all public speaking mm-hmm. had to start with Webster's Dictionary defines. <laughs> yes, well, that too. That's another way to do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, having a problem that you're addressing and knowing what that problem is, kind of defining that. So mine was just death, and you know, how are you going to deal with an impending death, and uh, kind of challenge people to think about that, even if you're young. And this is Jacob dying, so you know, how's he going to? pass on what he wants to pass on before he dies cool well you want to jump into the first point 
First point. He has graveside around the room burial instructions. Mm-hmm. So, Grace at the graveside. That was all from chapter forty-seven. Yeah. So that's the end of chapter forty-seven. I think around first mm-hmm. twenty-seven is where yeah, it started. Yeah. So you asked last week. You're like, oh, you skipped this part. I did it in high school, and I skipped it because it was kind of going along with him dying and last yeah. instructions. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. We can. Uh, we don't even really need to talk. Well, we talked briefly about some parts of it, so we can mm-hmm. not cover those as much since they're the embarrassing parts anyway. But yeah. <laughs> um, but you summarized that main section as, um, well, not really. I mean, I guess you said the biggest thing in that is the do not bury me in Egypt part, right? Yeah. Um, why did it matter? Like, mm-hmm. you gave... You gave some like, oh, well, we did symbolism, and when we had um, Karis, we brought Texas soil yeah, with us. Yeah, I skipped and, all that in second service, because that was like a uh, dis, dis, distracting oh, yeah, diversion. I forgot when I yeah. listened back that you didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. You told a little story about your third daughter. Mm-hmm. You had her while you were in seminary, I guess, right? Yep, yep. So you're in seminary in, in St. Louis. St. Louis, and your wife goes into labor and you're so sad that this child is not going to be a native Texan. Mm-hmm. So instead you bring soil, you have soil brought to you from Texas. There was literally a box of Texas soil under the delivery table. So that you can <laughs> say all of my kids were born over, over Texas, Texas soil, <laughs> which, which is pretty great and clever. I'll give you credit for that. Yes. That's pretty good. Yes. Um, Did you have a tiny cowboy hat you like plopped on it right away too? <laughs> yes. And, and some spurs. spurs. Yeah. And spurs. Yeah. Yes. The little diaper ba- had one spur on little it. Little baby spurs. Oh, that sounds so painful. Um, <laughs> now Karis's personality makes much more sense to me. <laughs> Doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> She's our feisty one. Mm, but, but you use that as like a little tie-in to say, you know, mm-hmm. this is kind of similar to what he's talking about he's talking about you know it's it doesn't really matter where you're buried right i guess right. that was kind of my question is yeah, does it's it not really like matter? magical it's not superstitious i was trying to distinguish between kind of these heart ties and the symbolism of something this matters this tells us what this tells people what we value but that's i didn't actually think there was magic in the texas dirt i was kind of trying to you know joke about it but in the end i thought eh, that's confusing because all the non-texans think we are crazy and think there's magic here. So, but well, I did, I did, I was thinking about that listening back to the sermon too. Of just the significance of bones and where your bones are, and mm-hmm. and how that ties into theology. And mm-hmm. I think um, I've I've listened to a little bit on the subject of just there is a Christian tradition of treating bodies with respect. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know if it's worth talking about cremation or whatever. But I don't know that. Did you have any other thoughts in that you've just run across about that because it is just a very like well strange. we think of spirit your spirit's mm-hmm. gone mm-hmm. And so whatever who cares what happens to the body and he's he's like saying no even my remains make sure my remains are here did well, mm-hmm. strangely related to that when we visited italy mm-hmm. and you're going to all the churches and they all want to have like a claim to the apostles so it's like you know mm. this is the church where in our cornerstone peter's jawbone is laid yeah. and mm-hmm. it's, it's a relic I yeah, think it's, it's yeah. the relicness of it so this isn't relic related this is yeah. this is him trying to do what i would say it's a communication tool to say god is going to keep his promise we are going to return to this land and this is where my grave should be and so it's it's a clarity and a declaration of i i trust that god is going to do this and so you know, it's it's him saying that is our land and God is going to keep that promise. Um, but I, I think there is a history, we have to acknowledge, there is a history in the Christian tradition of because of the incarnation, um, I'd say this is real common among non-Protestants, like Eastern Orthodox and Catholics, they would say because of the incarnation, God blesses the physical world, so we believe there are, you know, sacred physical objects. We as Protestants, we we're not. That's not. That's kind of strange to us. But I mean, I do have my Spurgeon bobblehead. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got to be careful. Yeah. I want to kind of like respect that mm-hmm. tradition, but I don't really fully buy into it. I mean, yes, the incarnation does say something about the created world and God's desire to redeem it, 
but I think it kind of got out of control with some superstitious beliefs about relics and stuff. I think this is slightly to the side of that, but it was something I wished I had said last time when we were talking about remembering the promises. Um, In small group, we talked about actually this idea of of these objects of sort of you know mm-hmm. we sing the song here i raise my ebenezer in, mm-hmm, the, in the bible mm-hmm. you have these like these mounts stones. of remembrance these mm-hmm. stones and that was one thing i kind of wished i had mentioned last week but i thought that was an interesting and kind of um lovely idea of um that when you have these moments in your life you actually mm-hmm. the, uh, our, our leaders one of assistant pastor jim wilson he was talking about uh, these moments where they would actually purchase this special object to remember a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in Germany, and um, mm-hmm. I think it was his mom was was about to pass away, and mm-hmm. they just barely made it back across the ocean to America mm-hmm. in time to see her one last time right before she died. And they just there's this miracle of God's grace that they even got to talk to her one last time. And so they have mm-hmm. some object in their house that is this thing they remember how good god was to let them see their mom one more time yeah um and i just loved that this idea of kind of physical journaling i almost thought of Mm -hmm. it it's just Mm -hmm. like wow i don't know that we do that a lot and again i know that's kind of to the side of this thing we're talking about but but it is yeah well and i think so i think the line is you want to honor that this sort of thing can be meaningful and true and beautiful while being careful about Mm. kind of superstitious practice right it's not magical and like uh, right but it's not wrong to like yeah have physical things and uh, see them as a blessing and uh, a memorial and yeah it is it's a strange thing so with with jacob i'm trying to remember and i Mm -hmm. don't in the story do they like when he dies immediately travel and then come back to egypt or do they keep him his body bones with yeah i think you remember yeah, I think he, the mm. it's confusing because Joseph has a similar thing. So they, I think they keep Joseph's bones. They go and take. I'm like scanning the text here, I'm just going to say this from memory and hope I'm not wrong. It's right. uh, We've been I think wrong they take. On here. Yeah, they take <laughs> Jacob's bones back. They make the trip, mm-hmm. and Pharaoh gives them supplies. They go make the trip, and then, but with Joseph, Joseph's like, they carry his bones around for their whole 400 years in Egypt. Is my okay. understanding? Yeah, I couldn't remember whose bones they carried so around. It's kind of parallel and slightly different. Hmm. But you you took all this section, this command and promise and swearing, and said that it's um, it was basically a way to pass on grace. I think that's mm-hmm. that's basically what you yeah, said. Yeah, communicating yeah. what you believe about God's promises being something you can rely on. Yeah. Yeah, and so I guess my question you uh, you briefly covered it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if if you had time to do it justice, but mm-hmm. how do we pass on grace? You know, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say when I die, take me to, you know, Israel and bury me there. Or Or Orange County. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no. No. (laughs) Nope. Um, It's probably too expensive to be buried there. That's my guess. But, um, but yeah, that's my question is how in our death do we pass Mm -hmm. on grace? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think there's the real specifics of a funeral I, I plan funerals with people and I, I kind of started to go into it and then backed out because I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it. But um, a Christian funeral is one that points to Jesus as our true hope. And we basically grieve and celebrate. You know, First, first Thessalonians 4, I think is the best summary verse. We grieve, but we don't grieve without hope. So there, sh- there should be some measure of communication of hope in God fulfilling his promises and hope in the resurrection. And there should also be a, a measure of realistic grieving, I think, at every Christian graveside slash memorial slash funeral. In some ways, I've seen it. Um, people like, well, I don't want you to call my funeral funeral. I want you to call it a celebration of life. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, I want you to sing happy songs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's some, some good in that. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're also told to grieve and to you know feel those feelings and Mm -hmm. feel that loss and yeah have those emotions um so i don't know yeah i try to coach people through both yeah and to not go to the extreme of don't just wail and mourn and that's all there is we have hope as believers but also don't go to the other extreme of like nope only celebrating is allowed Mm -hmm. there shall be no grieving you know i'm like Mm -hmm. well no grieving is i think we are commanded to grieve as well 
So I guess you, again, briefly touched on it, but kind of made it a strong point right in the beginning. But Mm -hmm. you talked to young people and um, I don't know, uh, anything specific for young people to be thinking about? Like, how do young people think about that? Should I go write a will? You know, like I the last time I wrote a will was before I deployed the second time. You know, Mm -hmm. they make Mm -hmm. you do that each time before you you go Mm -hmm. overseas when Mm -hmm. you're in the military. Hmm. But, you know, I haven't touched one or done anything like i've expressed you know to to my wife's parents like hey this is kind of what we want if some catastrophe happened but mm-hmm. you know right now more or less my plans are mm-hmm. you know we trust you guys to make good decisions and decisions that we would yeah yeah so i think um i was trying to get the big idea of urgency and make the moments count and then use the second point to give a little more flesh, but more flesh on the bone, so to speak, you know, like share your story with people, you know, make the moments count by, all right, here's second point, share your story. Here's what Jacob does in the second point. Um, but just kind of raise awareness. I think for young people, like you are going to die. You're not going to live forever. So make your time count. See it as a stewardship, but that that's all more, that's more principle and not a real specific. So really then, yeah, is how you live your life. Then mm-hmm. is the, is the thing there. Sorry if there's a lot of noise in the background. It sounds like our jolly giant Christmas <laughs> elf is here. <laughs> Father Christmas. We'll, is in we'll the see hole. if he interrupts. But um, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, there's a little bit of that. Just like you said, Joey said, going back to the beginning of mm-hmm. we live we live in a culture that doesn't think about our death, doesn't like to think about our death. Mm-hmm. We have a, a cult of youth. We think youth is the the ultimate standard of everything, and um, I, it made me think of the. Uh, Jonathan Edwards has all his re- resolutions, those mm. awesome uh, meaty uh, <laughs> things he wrote down. Uh, and um, actually, I heard a sermon on this once, but he's, I think resolution number nine was resolved to think much on all occasions of my own dying mm. and of the common circumstances which attend death. Mm. And uh, I think that, you know, that'll come in a little more on the next point, maybe too, but. Um, in the sermon that the guy was saying just how healthy it is to remember that your own works will come to an end. So mm-hmm. you're, so, you know, there's always this tension in our lives of building God's kingdom or building our own kingdom. And, um, and so there's that, that really important thing of saying, you better not make, you better not think your whole legacy is resting on your own strength because mm-hmm. your strength's going to fade away. So, that, that has a, just so much of like this passing along, like who mm-hmm. am I investing in? Who am I investing mm-hmm. in? Not just what am I investing in? And yeah. um, what's this lasting effect? What, you know, am I just um, making people believe something because of my own character or God's character? And mm-hmm. um, I just thought there's, there's, that's a very countercultural thing of it's, and it's even your beginning of your sermon was like, oh, uh, like, he's kind of being morbid you know in our Mm -hmm. culture this is like why are we talking about dying so much but Mm -hmm. um obviously there's huge importance to that and we're probably one of the first three generations of people to not think about death as much probably Mm. not even that much maybe two generations Mm. of people to not think about death that much yeah yeah. because it's just not at our doorstep all the time yeah um and we're part of the generation that um you know, f- freezes brains in hopes that mm. some point can revive you know, it, mm. revive and become alive again and live yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, well, and even on a small scale culturally, like I don't think any of the three of us grew up cleaning animals, right? I know I didn't, you know, hunting stuff yeah. like that. Like that was not no. a part of my experience. Whereas I think a generation ago, that was more common for people, you know, even just the death of animals and sure. living on a farm or having grandparents that lived on a farm, even if you lived on in the city. Mm-hmm. yeah there's a yeah it's just alien to us i think yeah we don't deal with death even yeah in animals i didn't really think about that mm-hmm. hardly at all yeah, yeah. so that's uh, i think maybe that's part of like your question joey about advice to young people is uh, you said it too dave uh, go go to funerals <laughs> like mm-hmm. allow yourself to think um think about the end of your your earthly life a lot mm-hmm. think of the implications and and mm-hmm. that's not a fun or a um pleasant thing always but it is it adds this weightiness to 
I, I think we use distractions so much and stay entertained so often and always mm-hmm. have you know something in front of our face to keep us from thinking about our mortality and mm-hmm. um yeah just think having those moments where you have to slow down and think about it and yeah. the other thing i thought that came out at small group um I don't know if you guys want to add anything to this, but I, I think for for young people too, we're talking. We talked a lot about what blessing we're giving to our children. Hmm. I, I think so. In small group, we asked the question: Did you receive a blessing? Did you receive a legacy? What kind of legacy did you get? And I was just very struck by uh, <laughs> how self focused my thoughts on that were. Where I was just like, "Man, did I get a legacy?" Or hmm. you know. Um, I think there's just this this mix of perfectionism of like if I didn't get this amazing story of my dad dove in front of a bullet and as he was dying he gave me the speech you know that's <laughs> that's like what we mm-hmm. think from our entertainment culture but um, for so for one thing we we were just talking about sometimes the legacy you you have gotten a legacy but you've been too focused on your own life to realize it and mm-hmm. you need to like slow down and think about the slow and steady and simple things that were pa- that have been passed down to you mm-hmm. um, but the other side for, I think for for younger people is maybe you need to chase down that blessing like maybe <laughs> maybe if you're you know if there are older mentors in your life, if there your parents are still alive, you should go to them, and they're willing to talk to you and pass on wisdom, but they don't feel they have permission or they mm. just haven't taken the time. And and for your own sake, you should go and sit down with them and say, mm. "What would you tell me if this was the last thing you got to say to me?" You know, that might be a fascinating mm. exercise. You know, yeah, that's good. That was a big part of my young Christian upbringing i think go go talk to your people that have been walking with jesus and ask them you know what they've learned about marriage about life you know mm-hmm. i think that is very wise to go ask for help if you say it the wrong way it freaks people out but, you know, <laughs> yeah you know just tell me tell me what's helped you you know on the subject or that subject if you say go and give me a formal blessing then you know they might be scared. Yeah. <laughs> Come and put your hand under my thumb. <laughs> i'm gonna say definitely be scared i'm gonna say about that mm-hmm that was so awkward and awesome because I love that you just talked about that weird, awkward thing, this mm. cultural thing. Like I just, I keep tracking my head of these just cultural markers of like, we're actually reading God's word and letting it talk to us and mm. not, not skipping over not being scared of the it. awkward moments. And so anyway, I just, mm. I just celebrated a little bit, even though it was mm. very strange and creepy. <laughs> Like we don't just skip over things because they're strange and creepy. I was waiting for your your illustration on the PowerPoint, (laughs) but we we never got it though. um, Praise be to God. We did get to see Jacob with his shirt off later, so that's okay. The painting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, squirming. Cool. Uh, Well, we did talk a lot about the graveside and prepping Mm -hmm. for that and. And I kind of, yeah, I wanted to push some questions for, okay, what does that mean for young people? Mm-hmm. What should we be doing? Mm-hmm. But really, then Jacob goes on to, in the second point, and you called it um, Grace in Your Story, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So he goes on to kind of recap his story of of his youth and mm-hmm. journeying and seeing his, God. his walk with God and mm-hmm. seeing God. And uh, it does kind of take weird rabbit trails and go in weird ways, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I guess your, I would what I would say your biggest part of that was, um, don't hide the hard parts of your story. Mm. Um, don't be afraid to share the struggles. Like your story doesn't have to be, you know, a perfect story. Mm-hmm. That it's actually beneficial to share the hard parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you spent a good deal of time talking about that and that idea. And I had a question about it related to who Jacob is telling the story to. Mm-hmm. Whom? Mm-hmm. Whom Jacob is telling the story to? Yeah. Sorry, Autumn, you could let me know. Um, <laughs> Verily. Uh, uh, anyway, so Jacob is telling the story to Joseph, his son, yeah. and to Manasseh and Ephraim, his, his grandkids, mm-hmm. and maybe the rest of the brothers in the room, too. Uh, I, I don't get the vibe it, that It they doesn't are, say yeah, in the text, say, but yeah. that's kind of what that blessing time, I think, would be like, but maybe not. Anyways, yeah. I don't remember. That mm-hmm. was a weird mm-hmm. comment. Maybe it wasn't uh, accurate at all. So take that <laughs> as it is. Yeah. But um, 
anyways, he's telling the story to family members. So that mm-hmm. was kind of my point or mm-hmm. my thought. And my question was, you know, be real in your story and don't shy away from the hard parts of your story. But is, mm-hmm. is he really only telling this part of the story because they're family? Like the family needs to know all the hard parts. Oh, I got and you. should you shield or protect parts of stories? Mm-hmm. Um to outsiders was kind of my question. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I would say common sense, yes. You know, give give people what is helpful. I think CR has a thing about, like, when you're making amends, hmm. you know, like, if you're going to go say you're sorry or go talk about your progress with someone you've hurt, you, you do it, you know, you just don't do it if it's going to, like, stir up problems, you know, like some old relationship or an ex or something. Um, and so I think it's the same thing with sharing your story. Yeah, there's probably parts of your story that need to remain private and i think even with our own kids we've we've you know my wife and i have shared a lot of our story with them but we haven't shared every single detail with them or with other people in our lives you know it probably varies by person okay with with that i'm wondering how and where one can tell their story so Mm. i don't know i've been Mm-hmm. This might be can't let it go related, but it's not yeah. mine for this week, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been fascinated with stories recently, mm-hmm. and I've been listening to The Moth some, mm-hmm. um, which ugh, is so good. But there's also, mm-hmm. you know, they usually warn you if there's content that's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, stranger serving. Sometimes they'll warn you, um, and I'll be like, oh yeah, that was very minuscule. So I'm I'm thankful that they do take the time to warn in the beginning of episodes. But The Moth is is a radio show um, one hour long a week and it's recordings of events where they go around and tell stories. Hmm. And so people, it's a, a storytelling event, a storytelling movement maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but cool. it's just, it's, I, I hesitantly recommend it. Um, <laughs> I as well. There, You know, there's sometimes there's hmm. language, sometimes there's intense subjects, but they always warn you before that. So if you don't want to listen, you don't have to listen to those ones. Mm-hmm. But it's just people telling their stories and where they've gone and Interesting. I know it made me think man we need a, a mm-hmm. medium for that and um, related to is I have a friend from when I was in the military you know she's still in the military but um, and we don't actually even talk that much but I saw on on some social media that the army has a, a storytelling um, I don't really know what it would be called but it's a thing for people in the military or transitioning out of the military to kind of learn how to tell their story hmm. and become good storytellers. Uh, I'm assuming it's a free or, or discounted program for military, but I don't know. I've just been fascinated with storytelling. So this section for mm-hmm. me was was like, okay, so Jacob told it to his family kind of at his, his graveside, and I'm just wondering, you know, what's the option for us? And And you did talk about, you know, fathers look at me and pay attention you need to be telling your story to your kids and mm-hmm. you brought up some statistics from some made-up survey that mm-hmm. i'm just kidding it, it, it was wasn't on facebook made up. it wasn't made up <laughs> oh, it was on facebook so it wasn't made up ladies and gentlemen you, hear it, you heard it here first um mm-hmm. but no i mean i'm wondering what are other opportunities for people someone who doesn't have kids yeah um a lady instead of a man phone drop for this episode mark time at well 36 done. 38 so uh, this is interesting that you bring that up because i just had lunch with a global outreach pastor at one of our sister churches and he was talking about the practice of trying to say this quickly like you read a parable a jesus parable together and then you retell it and then you read it again and then you retell it and add parts of your own story and how your story relates to it. You know, and it's, it is basically practicing storytelling for Christians. And uh, I was okay. like, wow, that's awesome. I, w- I would love to try doing stuff like that. So that's kind of come from the missions world where they're realizing in the West, we're like overly literary or overly, I guess, text-based, you know, because everything's in books. Mm. And we're trying to learn as we, you know, in the global missions movement, as we try to communicate with other cultures, we realize we have to learn to tell stories, you know, face to face. And we don't do that very well. So I think that's a skill we could, we could grow in. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. It makes me think too, talking resources and, and all that, just this whole topic of dar- darkness and light and, um, the Austin stone church down in Austin and nearby us, um, they have a story team and they've gotten just fantastic at video stories is, is their main, they actually, they do written 
Uh, so video is obviously a combination of, of oral t- t- speaking and they add in visuals of, you know, the locations and the people talking. And um, so they were, they were a few years ago, they have some great training resources and they were, they were one of the, f- the people that really stuck out to me who said that specific thing of you cannot skip the dark part of your story. Hmm. Um, and, and a lot of that, um, you know, you can, you can either see it as, one a good story always has contrast always has dark and light light always has weakness and strength otherwise the bright is not as bright because Mm -hmm. there was nothing you know to compare it to but Mm -hmm. also uh, theologically um there is a danger of of skipping over the actual struggle that that christ is resolving um Mm -hmm. so you know Mm -hmm. if there was no need the cross does not make sense Uh, i like to say it's like Mm -hmm. for some people it really and some people that's kind of the experience they have to walk through if they don't realize their need so so uh old theologians have said you have to become lost to get people lost before they can be saved i can't Mm -hmm. remember who said that Um, and that's that's what i focus on when we do baptism interviews with young people is Mm -hmm. yeah is do they recognize their sin and do yeah. they see, yeah. you know, the need for repentance and forgiveness? Because mm-hmm. without right. that, they can say all day, "I love Jesus and I know the stories." Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's kind of where I look for at least for yeah. that a sense of need, a sense yeah. of yeah. Mm-hmm. So I tell people the goofy story of like, so for instance, if you're just walking down the sidewalk one day and a helicopter swoops in they drop down a ladder ladder and they say you're saved hop on you're just like what like, i'm uh, at right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah, i'm saved. fine and I'm so fine. that's that's kind of the yeah. goofy thing in my head but um but I, I do think also what what really that hit on that that maybe to dig even deeper is when we're telling our story the lights and darkness the reason we're we're um tempted to skip over the dark parts um and again, you don't tell all the details. You don't tell it to all to everybody. But I think the reason we're, we're tempted to do that is because we're making ourselves the hero, and you don't want to. You don't want to like make the hero look don't bad. Look the hero yeah. has to be strong, yeah. and and so that that's another way to say it. I think is when we're telling our stories, we're not the hero. Yeah. We have to be careful that we're not yeah. the hero. We may be one of the main characters because it's our story, but but God is the hero, and yeah. And um, I think the other flip side to go back to to Joey's original point is we also don't want to glorify sin, you know. Right. So I think right. there's this you know swing back and forth. Well, we don't want to be uptight people that make everything look clean, but then we also don't want to be this you know the cool messy Christian that glories in sin and brokenness either. You know? Yeah. So I guess to go back to my question, when and where mm-hmm. can we share our stories? What what is the you know, you have a pulpit, mm-hmm. you know, I have similar, mm-hmm. Chris has a stage and a microphone, like, we, we do have opportunities to do that, but what is... For the average person. You know, for the 400 people that come here on a Sunday, where's their chance to tell mm. their story? Yeah. How do they get to do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, besides what you talked about in the sermon of to their family members. Yeah. Yeah, so you can be more pointed with your family members. It's more of a captive audience, right, with your family. Um, I I think so. To back that up, a lot of the ways we talked about this in the past in ministry training I've done is you cultivate relationships with people. You know, you just you actually care and you listen to their stories, and you'll have chances to share your story as you care about their story. So I think that's probably the the basic entry level. I remember I worked at a place one time. I was really determined to, to connect with people, and it just Certain jobs prevent it, you know. <laughs> it makes mm. it really hard. Mm. Um, but you know, all that aside, obviously, sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's harder. But I think you got to build relationships with people. I wrote to. I was thinking of. Um, we're so addicted to closure and to mm-hmm. this, like being able to tell the whole thing goes to that cliffhanger hatred of cliffhangers. And mm-hmm. um, one thing I've I was wrestling with is. So even with your children, for instance, like we're talking about the end of his life, Jacob's life, and we're saying he gets this chance to like sit down, start to finish, say what he wants to say. He, he's, you know, he's at the end of his life, so he's already seen this whole thing play out. Mm-hmm. That's what we think of often is I either get this dedicated time to say everything I need to say, or and that that's what my mind got, mind goes uh, right away. But to my point is. I think more often, possibly, it feels more like sharing just a chapter at a time, and that's mm. all you get to do is yeah. 
and and I've seen people who are okay with that, and it is an act of bravery, I think, um, mm-hmm. to say, um, this is what's happening right now, and I'm in the middle of it, and I don't know how it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. I still trust, but um, I, f- I feel like that's more often the conversation, and sometimes yeah. that is the allowing not to revel in the darkness, but to say as our human experience is... It's, it's halfway done. I don't know. And I don't have the answer yet, but this is what the story looks like right now for me, you know? So mm. you're saying serial installments? Serial! <laughs> as long as it's uh, Captain Crunch. Yes. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So, you know, where, where we're at in our yeah. jobs with our neighbors. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I would say maybe apply that even to when you have these strange mission trip opportunities to share your spiritual journey. I've been very aware of what does the end of that story look like? You know, mm. I had this experience with God when I first first understood the gospel and he changed me. But do we just say, and now everything's great mm. or don't say anything yeah. versus I think that is a moment where you can say, and he's still helping me to wrestle through this thing or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. sometimes that's a an important part for the outsider to see that it's an ongoing thing. So mm-hmm. I didn't mean to interrupt mm-hmm. though. Yeah. No, it's okay. You, you, I don't think you really interrupted. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have mm-hmm. to listen back and see if you actually <laughs> interrupted me. But I guess, uh, no, um, no shade being thrown, but mm-hmm. so do we need to do like Ray comfort style? Mm-hmm. Like, gotcha. should we do man on the street? Yeah. Have a survey. Mm-hmm. Um, dare I say I, trick someone into yeah. having a conversation I, with you <laughs> I think there is room for that I think it's totally fine uh, I, in our culture just to you know throw it out there that's not typical in our church culture um, but I also think it's fine to do that kind of thing I, I don't think it's terrible I think you know building a relationship with your neighbor over time makes a little more sense in our world I think people are turned off by confrontational stuff but I also think the culture is slipping into this weird new place where nobody has any relationships. So there's some kind of almost mystery and excitement to these weird confrontations, you know? Mm. <laughs> so mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've been rethinking that for the last few years. Cause yeah, typically that's not what we do, but I think there's merit in it. So mm-hmm. one other thing I wrote down, uh, you, you talked about men and the power of the men have of you mm. were silent so often then mm-hmm. when we say something it, it has a certain amount of weight sometimes and mm-hmm. i just i think again thinking through children and people around me and the story i'm telling i just wrote down uh something i don't i don't have it right here but just don't let the end of your don't not, at the end of your life your story should not be like a surprise ending Mm. right it shouldn't mm-hmm. be like oh my gosh that's what was happening the whole time and mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. and i do think there's a danger there and it's better that than nothing so if, mm-hmm. if you you know if you've lived a, a life where you just didn't speak about jesus and you're coming to the end of it and you take that moment do it but my you know as as we who are hopefully still a few years away from that <laughs> we should we should be giving away the plot mm-hmm. line we should mm-hmm. be continuously saying mm-hmm. this is the direction of my life and it yeah. shouldn't be a surprise ending that that we were trusting God or seeking to trust God so mm-hmm. yeah yeah well and I think too here's another little I think in the weeds helpful to bridge what you're saying Joey like do we do the confrontational or do we uh, the extremes can sometimes be building a super long-term relationship before you say anything or confrontational and I think a nice middle ground is, oh, hey, nice to meet you, neighbor. Do you go to church anywhere? I go to this church. You know, like just inviting someone to church. Mm-hmm. And then maybe down the road, you'll have an opportunity to talk. You know, so you're kind of simultaneously building a long-term relationship and not doing a confrontational evangelism thing. But you're also outing yourself as a Christian and inviting someone mm-hmm. to engage in that part of your life. Um, that feels like the seasoned with salt, let your language be seasoned with salt kind mm-hmm, of thing mm-hmm. of just, yeah, I like that outing yourself. Yeah. Well, we talked a lot about our stories. This section, um, your second point was grace in your story. Mm-hmm. I do have one more thing that's technically in this section, yeah. but it bridges the gap between the next point. So I'm going to intro the next point. Grace in the blessing was your next point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got things specifically about that, but, this one bridges between the two. So, um, 
in your second point, Jacob um, looks at Joseph's sons and says, I'm adopting you as my sons, right? Mm -hmm. So he, I guess, initially brings them in and says, you're co-heirs with the rest of the brothers, right? That's like the initial first thing. So it's not like you're the next generation of heir. You're now, you know, on equal playing field. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to to bless them more, and that's kind of where it bridges the second point. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess my question, or I don't even know if it's really a question, but tracing the blessings of the firstborn. Mm-hmm. So, like, we know culturally the blessing goes to the firstborn, etc. But um, I guess the, the covenantal promise comes to Abraham. Mm-hmm. Abraham gets it, and Abraham's firstborn son is actually Ishmael, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even though you know it was slimy the way they did it and mm-hmm. wasn't trusting in God, Ishmael should have received the firstborn blessing. Is that accurate? I By, think so. Yeah, By I think, cultural I think generally, standards, yeah, right? Generally. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ishmael should have received the blessing, but it goes to Isaac. Yeah. Now, Isaac has two sons, mm-hmm. Esau and Jacob, mm-hmm. and Esau's firstborn, so culturally, he should, he should have received the blessing. Mm-hmm. But, so I guess with Ishmael and Isaac, it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. So Ishmael was born in not trusting. God mm-hmm. says this isn't the son of the promise. So it's like yeah. God directing that. Yeah, no big deal. Makes sense. Esau and Jacob, same thing happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, God says that Jacob will be the one that gets blessed. Mm-hmm. Jacob and his mom don't really trust that, so they trick and do it slimily, mm-hmm. slimy, slimy. Yeah. They do it in a slimy way, deceptively. (laughs) Um, But that's where God said the blessing was going to go. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, the next one, I don't know exactly. So Jacob has has sons. Mm -hmm. And so should Reuben have received the blessing? Mm -hmm. And I think the answer is yes. (coughs) And if he should have, Mm -hmm. then, you know, we see this part where he goes to Joseph Mm -hmm. and calls Joseph in. Joseph's probably thinking... This is my time for my blessing, right? You yeah. you hinted at this at some point, like, you know, mm-hmm. Joseph probably thinks I've got everything together now. I saved the family. I should be the one that's getting the blessing. Mm-hmm. But instead of that happening, Jacob comes in. So instead of going to Reuben and giving Reuben the blessing, Jacob mm-hmm. comes in, calls Joseph and his sons. Joseph's thinking he should get the blessing. He doesn't get it. Instead, he says, I'm going to give it to your children. Mm-hmm. And when he goes to give it to his children, he switches and says, instead of <laughs> Manasseh, I'm giving mm-hmm. it to um, um, Ephraim. Ephraim. Ephraim, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Joseph is confused and tries to fix that. But I guess this is my biggest question is, you know, the first two lines of the generation, it makes sense because it's what God had said. God declared it. But now it seems like Jacob is just maybe arbitrarily doing this. Yeah. Is, is it arbitrary what... I mean, you so, explained it a little bit in your yeah, sermon, I guess. But I mean, I think uh, you can build a case, but it's not as clear. I think I think what you're seeing is it's not as clear for sure with Jacob. So the case I would build is Hebrews 11 says that Jacob did this in faith. It was by faith that he blessed the, these boys. So that's what Hebrews 11 says. And then I would also build the case on, you know, before that, even in Genesis, that Jacob is starting to get how God works. <laughs> sure. So now he's doing what his father Isaac didn't really want to do and what Abraham struggled with, right? Because uh, Abraham was told, you're going to have this child of promise, but they you know, went the way of the flesh and tried to make it happen, but they weren't supposed to. They're supposed to wait for the child of promise, and you know, Galatians exposits that a lot. And then Isaac was told, you know, Jacob's going to get it, not Esau, and he didn't like that. He favored Esau, but then he got tricked, and it you know, hmm. happened anyway. And then there's a later blessing given in the Wrestling All Night episode, which is really weird with Jacob and whoever that was that wrestled with him all night. <laughs> and uh, so I think it's – I would say in Genesis, it's Jacob starting to get – this is how God works. But I, but I totally agree with you. It's way less clear because there's no declaration by God. So um, Reuben – does definitely disqualify himself by moral standards, right? He slept with his father's um, concubine. So I didn't even talk about that. You know, there's like so many. You skipped, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there's so many layers here Mm because we didn't go back and look at Jacob's life in detail, Mm -hmm. but that that's 
that's another good reason for Reuben to not get the blessing. So. And there's not, I guess, my my question is, there's I don't see like a monolithic mm-hmm. firstborn type of blessing even happening. Does that happen at some point, or are we saying that? You're saying Ephraim like it's a command like, that firstborns should always be blessed? No, no. I mean, it, it just before it was like it was very much this is the guy who gets the main blessing. Is it, are we saying that's Ephraim now? Or yeah, like, it is. That, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's why Joseph is freaking out. Yeah. Gosh, I just it felt like so all over the place, like almost like spread out among all the twelve, but two didn't get it, and blah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, it kind of is. Yeah. So, yeah. So they all will get a blessing, mm-hmm. and they yeah. all will get a portion of the inheritance. Right. It's, it's mm-hmm. not like everyone's yeah. left out, but right. he gets the he, extra. He is giving them the blessing of the firstborn, which yeah. is a bigger, greater. You're the mm-hmm. the patriarch of the family now. Blessing. Yeah. Um, a phrase that's used a lot is the double blessing. I think. I think in other places it's actually, you know, divided up more specifically than that, like three quarters or something. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm weird that's something yeah i haven't i haven't studied all the economics of that this week other than the just the general he gets the the greater blessing is how most of the commentaries and dictionaries talk about it Hmm. cool but i i guess without going into too many rabbit trails (laughs) and too crazy and being Mm -hmm. too long um so jacob just completely skips his sons and Mm -hmm. doesn't give the blessing to any like the bless you know, the blessing of the firstborn mm-hmm. and instead skips even skips Joseph, generation. Mm-hmm. skips the firstborn and that mm-hmm. adopts them both, brings them in. And you talk some about adoption, etc. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think having looked into it some more and stuff mm-hmm. too is Jacob is getting it at this point and he is mm-hmm. trying to tell the story through that too. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that God is the one who chooses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about what we do or our birthright or mm. our works mm-hmm. it's about who god chooses you know mm-hmm. he chooses whom he wills and i think that's yeah. that is it and it i think it's very interesting that it's he's blind and joseph thinks he's messing up and mm-hmm. he says no you know so i don't know the another little wrinkle the guy came up to me after church a friend of mine was visiting a, a grandchild that was just born and uh he said well R- rachel was the wife he was supposed to be with so in a sense joseph is the first one mm, yeah, <laughs> i was like yeah. oh no no i mean but that's that's true and that was actually my it. question yeah. on yeah should it be reuben or should it have, yeah you know, but in so. the text he says in the, the adoption verse four or five wherever that is he says you are replacing reuben so so it's like, clear okay. that, yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i thought the same thing too and then I yeah it's just I'm all these layers of confusion that, yeah jacob's a gangster he just does what he wants. He is, man. No, just... And there's like there's a million pages written on the last little verse about, and I won this mountain slope with my my sword and bow. There's... And it's like, no, he bought it, right? Right, yeah. Like that's a whole other thing. That man, there's all kinds of stuff on that. I read and just, yeah, yeah. There's lots of little little mm-hmm. things in this story that when I was recapping and getting ready for this recapping, mm-hmm. <laughs> welcome to Sunday recap. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you have questions and you want to email them to us or talk to us or submit them, do it and we'll talk about them. But mm-hmm. I think to keep in line with the story, the main the main part of that is the adopting and mm-hmm. and God choosing. Yeah. And I think that you you know Ephesians chapter one, mm-hmm. etc. Um, so I was actually going to ask you: Is Jacob giving a blessing that he doesn't have? Mm. Is this just a fable? You know, he basically. Mm-hmm here's all this land for you, but it's land that I don't even possess right now even. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was kind of weird too. Like he's, he's promising them lands that mm. he doesn't really have. Mm. Um, and now even in this moment, he's sojourning away from the land because the land's desolate and famined. And I was, I was going to ask a question about it, but I guess instead of asking just to summarize it, I would say it's, it's him trusting in the Lord and mm. in the Lord's promises. Yeah. So, and yeah, they it, seem to have little pieces of it already. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they do have little pieces of it. Yeah. Like, he does own that small piece that he bought. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's talking about a future where they mm-hmm. take over the whole area, etc. But mm-hmm. um, even if they do technically own that piece right now, they're not even there. They're not even near it. And he's yeah. telling, you know, Joseph and his sons, like, you're lords of this land. And it's mm-hmm. like, is this just a fake story? But mm-hmm. I, I would say it's mm-hmm. trusting in 
the Lord and his promises. It's faith, yeah. I mean, it's in a way, faith. a parallel is we're saying we're going to inherit the earth. The heaven's going to come down. The earth's going to be renewed. New heavens, new earth. That's our future, children. And yeah, we're promising something really big and crazy to our kids that we haven't fully inherited yet. Hmm. Because of our timeline mm-hmm. right now, currently, um, I'm going to end us there-ish unless you guys have anything dire that you want to say. Because I have one last thing, unless, did you have something? I don't know what categorizes dire. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. Whatever. I do. I guess my my thing that I was trying, trying to wrestle through that may be helpful to, I don't know, dear listener. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned, so you kind of started us, the whole thing out with... Um, Jacob's dying focuses him to bless. And so there's that we've, we've got that cultural thing of live like you were dying. What would you do if, mm-hmm. you know, if you knew, um, and you told the story about your, your pastor that, that, that literally was his story. He found mm-hmm. out he was dying and he, it focused him too. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I just have such a struggle with that because it immediately feels like, well, no, you can't do that. <laughs> you know, you can't pretend mm-hmm. that you're dying because it feels like sprinting versus a marathon, right? Like mm. if you run a marathon like it's a sprint, you're going to fall over. You know, you can't you mm-hmm. can't just live to that level. Um, even this cheesy country songs we have mm-hmm. <laughs> are mm-hmm. like, that's silly. Go ride a bull and go skydiving. That's not what you do. That. But anyway. <laughs> hey, but uh, Rocky Mountain Climber. Yeah, right. Okay, that's good. Rocky Mountain <laughs> But uh I guess I was thinking through that, and I kind of, I guess I gave myself a half answer um, of just, surely it is like, it is this rhythm of running and rest, and and it is, it's like this, you're spreading out your your legacy over a longer term and saying, well, yes, I do need to think now what I want to be remembered for, right? And I do kind of need to think what Mm-hmm. What do I want to be able to be true on my tombstone? Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you can just speak a little to that. Like we can't just, <laughs> we can't live with that insane amount of passion, but, but what does that really look like if we are younger and Lord willing have more years left, you know? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know that I have a good answer for that. I mean, I, I just think, I don't know that I, the way you're talking about the country song, I wasn't really thinking that. So, I mean, that's, but that's good. I mean, I think you're, you're bringing to the table something that a lot of people would be thinking. So I'm like, oh, okay. Um, For me, I guess my grid is prioritize, you know, like Mm -hmm. do the three or four things that are most important. The most important things, do those things. Mm -hmm. Don't get sidetracked with less important things. I would say also, as far as like balancing sprinting versus marathon, I think the biblical balance is work six days, rest one, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think those are your guardrails that keep you from from losing your mind uh, mm-hmm. or your body and going too hard or whatever. But um, yeah, I just think say it now. So going back to the men, men don't talk. Mm-hmm. That That's probably what was really gripping me. Men don't talk. Say the things you want to say now give a blessing now, give encouragement mm-hmm. now, tell your story now. I think that's, mm-hmm. so to really bring it back to pressing on men, I think our wives are better at speaking in general <laughs> and communicating and we we withhold sometimes and we think there'll be a better time later. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're not as good at speaking, so we hold back and don't speak. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's that's the urgency I would I would press from this text. So in the running metaphor, it sounds like the answer is, become a runner be a runner like start yeah, run the race start those little little sprints those little training exercises and then rest and mm-hmm. again again it's that the difference is not even sprint versus marathon it's are you even running a race at all are you even mm-hmm. taking those moments to speak truth and mm-hmm. share your story yeah that's good that was my dire comment for you, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> and go ride a bull, Chris. Stop go ride a bull. I'm on it. I have ridden no. a mechanical bull. Oh. Yeah, it's way harder than it looks, just so you oh, know. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Sounds horrible. <laughs> There'll be a video of that in the show notes. <laughs> I do have a picture somewhere. I'll find it. <laughs> okay. We don't want it for the show notes. It's okay. <laughs> you guys have Can't Let It Go? Want to do it? Want to skip it? Do it. We're like over know. an hour in. Oh, wow. It's all right. We're like an hour and 43 minutes in. We'll say, hey, stop listening now if you're bored. 
most... Turn it off and delete this episode. Listen this is it. the most interesting part. <laughs> Listen at 1.5 speed, dear listener. Yes, uh, that is the secret. No, Everybody should know Please that. don't do that. Do it. You want to know a better secret? Download the app Overcast. Overcast is a podcast app, mm-hmm. and it has a setting called Smart Speed. Whoa. And what it does is it takes out gaps. Whoa. Any significant gaps. So it doesn't hmm. actually play at one and a half times, um, except in like gaps. And in gaps, it might go up to like two or three times. But mm. So you don't it's like that any... moment where Chris asked the question and I was just stunned and there was silence. Yep, it'd be it gone. take that out. Like that. Yeah. Uh, it might be gone too in my editing. But <laughs> uh, I try to edit pretty well. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, cool. it plays it slightly faster without any distortion or anything. Mm. So that's my favorite podcast app. Cool. Although many of you might want to just stay with the Apple Podcast app mm. for many reasons. So here's my can't let it go. Good. I'm glad you have one. Thanks. All right. <laughs> I'm about to become a grandfather. <laughs> about to like in February? In February. Right? Yep. Impending grandfatherhood. Mm. And I've been nervous about it, right? And I've joked about this with people like, why am I nervous? Doesn't make sense. You know, like, because it's easy. It's way easier to be a grandpa than a dad, right? Being a dad is really hard. I'm through that uh, or, you know, through the hard part of it, I guess. But it occurred to me, part of why I'm nervous is it's like your heart is expanding and there's another, there's not going to be another human being that I love with this uncontrollable love coming into the world. Mm. And that is that kind of freaks me out. It's like mm. a little out of control. You, you worry about your kids in new ways when they move off, which is strange to experience as an empty nester. And now there's like this other kid. I'm gonna love this much. It just it's mind blowing. So anyway, just had to share that. Mine mine goes perfectly with that. I think there's a song by uh, Andrew Peterson, "God of My Fathers." You know that one? You mm-hmm. remember that? Um, and it's talking about his his desire for uh, for his kids to love mm. God like he does, and so he talks about the verses talk about um, you know the the pilgrims coming to our land and crossing mm-hmm. an ocean and mm-hmm. and this this big risk they took and so now he's this is this is our land and you know mm-hmm. and the but the chorus says um let's see where is it says like my fathers i am looking for a home looking for a home beyond the sea so be my god and guide me till i lie beneath these hills and let the great god of my fathers be the great god of my children still mm, that's beautiful I love it. Just kind of tied into the whole mm-hmm. Jacob thing and his bones and, yeah. and just this land we're looking toward the, mm-hmm. the better city. And, and I think that's, that's probably what drives this blessing and this, mm-hmm. this desire is a heart to have our children love God and, mm-hmm. and their children love God. And, um, yeah, that's cool. So is uh, rooster Cogburn Cologne about to be born? No, <laughs> um, <laughs> Joey just stepped out for a second, and we were afraid it was oh, no, the, the call. I, the knew, call. I knew that was going to be what you thought, but yep. I did get a phone call, and okay. it was something I had to answer, but mm-hmm. it was not. I was going to tell you to stop, and I was like, eh, he's doing Can't Let It Go. I'm sure it was a really good one. I'll listen to it in a minute, <laughs> and we'll see what it was. Well, my Can't Let It Go is we're on uh, Baby Watch 2019, so mm-hmm. it looked like it was going to be last night, but it wasn't. Now, things are slowing down today, so we'll mm-hmm. see what happens, but... There will most definitely be a baby cologne before next time we record. I'm sure of that. But this baby is still without name. So Mm. Um, we're trying to come up with a good uh, cowboy name. Yeah, I vote Rooster Cogburn. We always have a cowboy name for our pastors. Rooster Cogburn is that from anything? Texas Wayne Watson. We had Two Gun Henry Webster. Now we got Rooster Cogburn Cologne. That's He's That's in True legit. Grit. Any of y'all seen uh, True Grit? Nope. No, no, I don't think I've seen that. That's, I like it, though. Rooster okay. Cogburn. We could just call him Rooster. I mean, Rooster Cogburn is a bit much. <laughs> Rooster just reminds me of uh, Little Orphan Annie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that's the wrong one. All right, cool. That's it. All you right. made it. You made it, listener, on 1.5 speed. Good job. Yes. I mean, if you're going to go faster, you might as well do two times. You have to actually pay attention more on two I times. I cannot so much process faster. two times, but I love 1.25 and 1.5. My I'm wife say mocks something. me for it. I'm going to say something really fast so they can't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing we say is not a lot of it. I can't say it will be a lot of it.
I didn't actually say anything in that. <laughs> now they're going to listen at half speed. It didn't be really confused. No, they're going to listen to it backwards and hear me talk about strange things. Oh, man, the worst is when you hit the button on accident in your pocket and it goes to half speed and you don't realize and you're mm. really confused. <laughs> what's, it's like, what's happening? <laughs> okay, cool. End of episode. The end. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Sunday Recap, a weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast where we talk about life and faith based off of our sermon this past Sunday. For more sermons, recordings of our podcast, and to submit any questions or comments you might have, visit begrace.org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org. Boom.